Well, praise the Lord and good day to you, whatever day that might be. God bless you. Thanks for tripping up and finding us out on uh, finding us on YouTube or the Facebook or some avenue on social media. And, uh, or if you're watching live right now, praise God for you. And uh, grab your Bibles, your pencil, your paper. Get ready to hear the word of the truth of the gospel this morning as we look at part two of the hiding place. It's a very, very interesting subject. Is uh, uh, I believe, a very important subject because only as we learn where the hiding place is and how to remain in the hiding place are we going to be able to respond uh, like we should as the children of God in this whacked out world that we live in that's getting worse and worse in its perilous times and, and most of the church allowing mo the world to come in or them going back into it and with all their uh, spiritual jargon words that still sound right but 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 it's not the truth of the gospel and and I'm just thankful to be here today steady on the course uh, with the word of the Lord and I would encourage you to get something to write with the Lord was going the Lord will always give you something and impart it into your heart. Write it on the tablets of your mind if you have ears to hear and you desire to learn and to grow. And you'll be able to do that if you find a ministry that is teaching and preaching the Word of God in the context of Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Again, this is The Hiding Place Part 2 on this 14th day of January 2022. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson here at Crossway Church in Queen City, Texas. And let me just say to those in our area who may find us on social media, if you don't have a church or you don't have a church focused on the cross, then we want to welcome you to be with us on Sunday mornings, Wednesday nights, and you just find us on the website at thecrosswaychurch.com, or you can email me at curtishutchinson at att.net, and I'll answer your questions. We have, we have, I'm telling you, if you love the truth of God's Word, and you and you love the 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 the, the spirit-filled atmosphere, then you are going to love Crossway Church with the growing family of God learning the truth of Calvary. You're just going to love it. There's nothing like it, and I give God all the praise for it. Colossians chapter three uh, this morning again in our second session of uh, the hiding place and this is our really our springboard scripture for the series and that is Colossians chapter 3 verse 3 you are dead for you are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God now let's say this morning there's a good dead and there's a bad dead the good dead is this scripture that you are Dead, you died with Christ, you were put away. You, you, that old man, that sin nature, you, you were put away. You were, it was destroyed and it was put away. You were buried with Christ and you were raised with Him to newness of life. That's the good dead. That's, that's how we enter into the body of Christ. Romans 6, 3 is we're immersed into His death. That means that's when we went into the hiding place. See, the, the key is learning to remain in the hiding place. Because anywhere outside, any, any, our condition, our functionality uh, through any avenue other than faith in that hiding place, listen carefully, gives Satan the very enemy, the one who goes to and fro uh, looking for those he may devour, any, any functionality and condition found by him uh, outside of that hiding place, he has the legal grounds to, to, to operate in our selfishness. Get that. 
It's, it's the hiding place is where the self-life was crucified. We, we ought to be talking a lot about this. Self is the grounds that Satan has to claim and to lay hold of and to begin to devour because that's what selfish pride does. And it's not just sin. Oh, uh, this sin is destroying us. No, it's the enemy through that. It's the lust of our flesh that he grabs a hold of and, and lays claim to, but he can't do anything when we're in the hiding place. You need to know that. We're, we're dead, the Bible says, and your life is hid, hidden with Christ in God. It's faith in the cross. It's not saying I have faith in the cross. It's trusting with my heart with an identifiable faith that I'm trusting in that Jesus died for me and that, here it is, I am dead and hidden with Him through faith in the cross, that which was hidden from the world and still is and separates the church from the world and the world from the church, Galatians 6, 14. Get this now. We, we're dead. This is the good dead. We, because the good dead is when the sin nature is put away and no longer operating. But there's a bad dead. When Jesus writes a letter through the apostle John to the church in Sardis that can be read in Revelation chapter 3, you have a name that you're alive, mm, but you're dead. That's not a good dead. This is a place of being dead and no functionality, no fruit bearing. Like the Apostle Paul says in Romans 7, 9, I was alive once without the law when he was born again. But then when the commandment came, the sin nature revived and I, Paul said, I died. He didn't physically fall over dead, but what happened, he stepped into a place where the branch was no longer receiving the life flow, the, the flowing life from the vine. Because the only way to receive the life flow from the true vine, Jesus Christ, is to have faith in what planted us together with Him. And that tells us in Romans chapter 6, if we be planted together in the likeness of His death, then we shall also be raised with Him. That ain't talking about later on. That's talking about now. That's talking about now. We, we've been raised with Him. How else could we be seated right now in heavenly places with Him? Hallelujah. See, there's a good dead and a bad dead. The good dead is that you're, you're being hidden through the death by your faith in Christ's death. And it's, it can't, listen, it won't work for you because you just got born again sometime yesterday or uh, 10 years ago or 20, 40 years ago. No, this is a now faith is the substance. Come on somebody, Hebrews chapter 11, come on. Now faith is the substance of what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping to be hidden in Christ again today. Glory to God. The, now faith is the substance of that. Glory to God. Now, not yesterday's faith, that won't get anything. That won't get you anything. I mean, our born-again experience got us our secure position in Christ Jesus at the right hand of the Father. But I got some news for you, folks. That's our secure position there, and this is a condition. This is our condition. Holiness and, and righteousness uh, is not here in, on, on this earth, on our journey. It's not a, it's not a fixed place. It is a walk and you and I need to pay attention to that. We can either experience the hiding place through a today's faith in the death of Jesus. And that means I'm acknowledging today and I'm reckoning myself again today to be dead indeed to that sin nature and alive unto God through my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I'm hidden. And, and let me say this. We brought it out in session one. It's very important, and I think it's really probably the main focus of the teaching here. Being hidden uh, doesn't necessarily mean the enemy can't throw darts at you. I think the main emphasis of being hidden with Christ in God is our focus of that we died with Him. He died for us. We died with Him. And 
It's the way we respond from the hiding place. See, in the hiding place, there's a faith there if it's in what allows us to be in the hiding place, which is the death of Jesus. I'm not talking about work. Well, you know, I, man, I believe Jesus died for me since I was a kid. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about an identifiable faith that are you in the process of being made conformable unto his death. Let me say something kind of scary this morning, but it's good for those that know the truth. It's refreshing and edifying for those that know the truth. To be conformable Formed into the image of Christ is to be being made conformable unto his death. And Romans chapter 8 says those are the ones God foreknew. Not anybody else. Not anybody else. That right there ought to tell you how important this is. How important the message of the cross is. How important that you be in a ministry that when they open that Bible, it's going to bleed red. Hallelujah. It's going to point you to that Golgotha hill. Glory to God. That what happened on that hill, on that one day by that one man, glory to God, has affected all of eternity. Do you understand that there will never be another opportunity uh, after the dust settles and uh, the, the devil is cast into uh, the lake of fire and all the unbelievers in the lake of fire and it's just now an earth full of believers and a city wherein dwells righteousness. Do, do you understand why there will never ever be an opportunity for a revolt to break out again like it did with Lucifer before? Well, you know, And we've had these questions before. Well, what... It, it, when, it, when all this is over and all the evil is completely put away and, and, and the last foe of death is defeated and all that's cast away and gone forever, hadn't you ever had the question before, well, what will, what will stop, what will keep from happening what happened with Lucifer to begin with? It's the cross. <laughs> the marks on our Savior's body. Hallelujah. It is an eternal preventative from that ever happening again. I want you to know something. What's going on in heaven right now is a focus on the, the lamb that was slain. Glory to God. That's the focus of God. That's the focus of every creature and, 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 and justified spirit of man, woman, boy, and girl that's in heaven right now. It's not anything else like we've made it here. We, we, we say things like we know what it means when Jesus taught us to pray, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, what's His will that's taking place in heaven? Worship to the Lamb. Come on, somebody, help me up in here this morning. Uh, worship to the Lamb. We need to get back to a focus of the Lamb. When we get back to a focus that Jesus died for me and could not have died without my sins being placed upon Him. Do you know that? Jesus could not have died unless the sin of humanity had been placed upon Him. He could not have died. That's why he came was to die. It was the only avenue prescribed by God for him to die. Without our sin, the sin of the world being placed on him, he would have never died. But he died because he died unto sin, the Bible says. That's our sin being placed on him. Glory to God. And, and, and that sin nature being put to death. Not just acts of sin being forgiven, but the, but the thing within us that was causing all that, that we were born with when we were conceived in the wombs of our mothers, listen, that thing was put to death. Glory to God. And the way it stays Hidden, the way it stays dead is if our faith remains in today, an identifiable faith again today where it's not just some shallant attitude of, yeah, I've always believed that. No, you've always known in your mind and you might have always believed in your heart that gospel you heard one time that, that allowed you, if you had been, to be born again. But my friend, today's a different day. I'm not talking about losing your salvation because you're, it's a different day. I'm talking 
about? You have to learn to keep the faith you were given. The measure of faith. Romans 12, 3. Uh, 1 Peter 1 and 1. Or 2 Peter 1 and 1. How we obtained this measure of faith through the righteousness of God and our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. If you don't keep that faith, you can't be kept by the power of God. Unto salvation, 1 Peter 1.5. You've got to understand Christianity is not a mystical, magical thing that just keeps working when you don't keep the faith, my friend. And there's many times we, we, we lose a little grip on that faith. Can I get a witness? We lose a little grip on that faith. And we think because we went to church or we did this, we did that. It's not faith in what we did. It's faith in the crucified Lamb of God. Is that where your faith is today? If that is where your faith is today, and it, it will result in you recognizing, if you're learning this from the Scriptures, that you were crucified with Him. You were placed into a hiding place. And you and I need to learn how to function. And it's got to be, if, if it's of God, if it's of the Spirit of God, it's going to be from the hiding place because that's where we've been placed. You might call it in Christ, but it's in Christ, the, the Christ of the cross. The cross, the death of Jesus, is really the entrance into our hiding place. It tells us here, you're dead... And your life, your true life in Christ is hid with Christ in God. Now, I want us to look today at some scriptures. Psalms 32 and 7. If you go ahead and turn in your Bibles there. The psalmist declares here, You are my hiding place. God, you are my hiding place. But see, you got to understand the hiding place is not behind a rock or a mountain or up in the Wisconsin mountains with a thousand cans of beanies weenies hiding from everything. Your hiding place is with Christ in God. The hiding place is our faith in His death. You are dead. Entrance into the hiding place with Christ in God. Crucified, hidden with Christ in God. Get that. You're not, I'm not hidden with Christ outside of faith in the cross. And let me say this, it's important. It is what you are and what you have, but the experience of that does not happen without your continuing in the Word of God so that faith can come and you can learn that you have to again today. Jesus taught deny yourself and the only way you're denying yourself is proper self-denial is if you're accepting the object of the cross of Christ, His death, as the object of your faith. Amen. So that you can remain in the hiding place because really, in all reality, you and I can't learn outside of the hiding place. Can't learn. Jesus taught that. If you're going to Come after me, Jesus said. You've got to deny yourself. And the only way you can deny yourself is by the Holy Spirit when He sees you believing the message of the cross. He gives you strength now to deny yourself. Take that cross up. That's what you're believing and trusting in. And follow in Christ. Luke 9, 23. Luke chapter 14, verse 27. Jesus said, you can't be my disciple. Word means learner unless you bear your cross. And your cross is your hiding place. It's not the diagnosis of cancer or your bankruptcy or your divorce. or It's not the, the hard, hard times that you go through. That's when you need to know how to deny yourself, take up your cross, remain hidden with Christ through faith in His death on the cross so that you can follow Him and continue to be conformed into His image. How? Being made conformable unto His death, Philippians 3.10. That means in the hiding place alone are we being made conformable. Are we learning our disciples of Christ continue in His Word, His words of truth, 
Jesus said in John 8, 30 through 32 to those Jews who believed upon him, <coughs> if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples. Indeed, learners, indeed. Only then are you going to learn and then you'll know the truth of the hiding place. Then you'll know the truth about Calvary and the truth will make you free. Hallelujah. He's talking about free from sin there in John chapter 8. And we know the only way to be free from sin is through faith in the cross of Christ that he died unto sin. We were forgiven and are daily being delivered from sin in the hiding place. Glory to God. Watch, let, me, let me try to make it through this. Y'all keep holding me up now. Psalms 32, 7. You are my hiding place. You shall preserve me from trouble. Now we, we get ourselves in trouble. But if we stay in the hiding place, God can preserve us from trouble. Does that mean we'll never be around trouble? That trouble will never come our way? No. It, it means our response will be from the hiding place. Glory to God. Very few Christians understand this. It's like, listen, it's like standing behind, it, it's like when the Philistines were standing behind their giant, Goliath, and he had the whole army of Israel paralyzed in fear. Think about that. Well, the table has been turned and David comes along, casts a rock representative of our rock of ages, slams it into the forehead of Goliath, representative of what Jesus would do at Calvary as the rock of ages, bruising the devil's head and opening the door for us now to rise and live and to be hidden in the hiding place. Glory to God. Hallelujah to the Lamb. The Lamb needs to be the focus, not just in a song, not just with my lips, but in my heart. I need to be consumed with praises to the Lamb and every word in the Bible showing me the Lamb uh, crucified, buried and raised again. Hallelujah. But I need to say something when I talk about being raised again. We're not being made conformable to the resurrection of Christ. The Word of God for those of us who can just hold fast to the Word of God without allowing uh, those who try to exploit us and manipulate us with words that sound good and feel good and they're called words that are swelling words. They're vain. They have no power and no sense of anointed direction and instruction because they're not truth. Uh, and, and they will lead us away and men will tell us we're really being made conformable unto the person of Christ and we are, but it can't be experienced without the cross because there's where God said, that's the man I'm looking for. God stamped his approval on his son there at Calvary, the disposition that he carried, hallelujah, his brokenness, his humility, his obedience, his being led completely by the Holy Spirit, glory to God. That's what God stamped as approved and that, my friend, is what we're being conformed into the image of and the more it becomes our focus then the more of the resurrection power we will experience because it's only experienced from the hiding place. Hallelujah. The hiding place is where the Holy Spirit is leading me to remain in the true vine, grafted in as a branch, uh, bearing forth the fruits of my Savior. Hallelujah. Watch this. Let's try to get... Y'all keep holding me up this morning. Y'all stop that. Let's see how far we can get this time. Psalms 32 and 7. You are my hiding place. You shall preserve me from trouble in the hiding place. You shall surround me about with songs of deliverance. In the hiding place, you will sing your little joyful heart. Woo! You will sing your little joyful heart alive. 
in the hiding place. And, and, and let's look at this some more, this one verse. It's so profound when you can now study the Word of God in the context of the living Word of God and what He did as the Lamb of God at Calvary's cross. Hallelujah. It's so wonderful how the light of God's Word begins to illuminate in our hearts when we see now the one and focus on the one now that told us the volume of the book was written of him. Glory to God. And he means it's written about him as redeemer, as savior, as hiding place, as Lord, as king, the one who it's written about him as his redeeming role of Savior. Hallelujah. You get away from that, you're going to start responding in, in, in the wrong way or you're going to have to work real hard to try to respond properly. You know, I, I had to work hard to do that. Uh, you know, you just keep working hard and when you get wore out, you get back in that hiding place through faith in the simplicity of Christ and Him crucified and then you'll just find your responding to the leading of the Holy Spirit and not you working hard to make a marriage work. You working hard to be a witness on your job. You working hard to respond when they... You know, all this talk, all, all the time I hear Christians talk talking about it. Me and Andrew were talking yesterday about Christians just always talking about, I just don't know if I'm going to make it. I don't know how much longer I can hold on to this faith. I, I don't sometimes I just feel like quitting. My friend, you start you start seeing the word of God in the light of the one who endured the cross, uh, who had no quit in him, and you'll find that same grace that he tasted death by Hebrews 2 9 flowing straight out of Calvary's cross, the death of Jesus in your faith there right into your heart. And that grace, hallelujah, will begin to teach you and strengthen you and work in you and walk you on this path of righteousness. You quit listening to all them ministers in the pulpit that want you to feel like you you need them. Uh, they, they want you to feel like you've been whipped by the... Now we used to, when we were looking for a church before we began to pastor Crossway some 16 and a half years ago, we were looking for churches to be a part of. I really didn't want to pastor a church after all that we'd been through so miserably. But to God had a different plan. Hallelujah. But we got in this one particular church. I won't tell you. It's right here in Atlanta though. We were visiting that church about three times and every Sunday morning that preacher, first thing he'd say is, have you been beat down by the devil saints all week long? And then we, next Sunday we went again and he'd get up first thing, have you been beat down by the saints, by the, by the devil? Well, sometimes through the saints by the devil. Have you been beat down by the devil all week? Just putting us in that mindset after about the third time I told Robin I said this guy talks more about the devil than he does the Lord and I ain't going back there that's one thing you don't hardly hear these preachers of the cross talking about is the devil you know, I hear people say, I'm going to sing this to the devil. I know what they mean, but I ain't singing nothing to the devil. I'm singing to the Lamb, the glorious Heavenly Father. I, the, the devil, he can hear it. He can hear it. He can listen to it if he wants to. He don't have to, but I'm still going to praise the Lamb. I'm not going to talk to the devil. Listen, I, my testimony is in the blood of Jesus. That's the word of my testimony. I don't have to tell the devil to, to get off. I don't have to tell the devil to let my family alone. All I've got to do is simply believe with my heart under righteousness because that's what got me in the hiding place to begin with. When I quit trusting in myself and I trusted in Jesus Christ as the Lamb of God, I was immersed into His death, immersed into His body, immersed into that hiding place. But, but I didn't ever learn how to live for God, how the Holy Spirit works. So, so I started sticking my head out of that hiding place because I didn't know the object of my faith had to remain in the cross of Christ. It couldn't just be something because I was born again. It had to be a daily subjection from my heart. I had to continue to believe under righteousness. Hallelujah. And every time I 
stuck my head out of the hiding place. The devil slapped it almost near off my body. I'm telling you, that's what he's doing to the church right now. They don't know much about the hiding place. Most don't know any. They don't know. They might say they do, but they don't know how to stay hidden. They'll think it's through them confessing scripture or them doing this or doing that and all these good things we should be doing. Don't put you in the hiding place. Don't keep you in the hiding place. And any part of you that comes out of that hiding place, it'll be the old man. It won't be the new man. The old man. If we start trusting in anything other than the cross of Christ, the old man wants to try to get revived. He will be revived. Romans 7, 9 uh, through verses 13, he will be revived. He will deceive us. He will slay us, the Bible says. See, let me say it again. I've already said it today, but let me say it again. Anytime we're trusting in anything other than the cross, the death of Jesus Christ, I don't care if it's the baptism with the Holy Spirit. I don't care if it's going to church like we should be doing, reading the Bible like we should be doing. Any object of faith other than that which saved you and put you in the hiding place, the devil has grounds to lay claim to and begin to lead you through the lust of that sin nature, that flesh, and do things to you that you're only going to blame other things for. All I'm saying is you better stay in that hiding place. You better start learning the Word of God in its correct context, which is righteousness, which was only declared and offered and paid for at the cross. All three of those, it was declared from there, offered from there, and you can only have its status and bear its fruit if your faith is there. That means only from the hiding place, being dead with Christ, hidden with Christ, in God can fruit be bare. This is so simple, it's so beautiful, and it's so awesome to know that if we just stay hidden in our union in the death of Jesus, then we can walk with Him in newness of life. <clears throat> and again, it's not that the enemy can't throw lies your way because we're here in this world, but we're also hidden with Christ in God because we're dead. If our faith remains in that death of Christ, then the power of that death works in our lives. But if someone comes along and offers me another object of faith like we did for years and I taught falsely for years. I'm not functioning from the hiding place when I'm believing something, trusting God to do something in my life through any other object of faith than the cross of Christ. There is no other object of faith. The church needs to understand that. They don't know that. And a, lot of, a lot of people, a lot of ministers have either opted out, I'm not listening to the message of the cross, or they've heard it and heard it and heard it and they've opted out of believing it. They say that's where we got saved, that's where we started, but now it's up to us to, or now we have to do... Now, No, there, there's only one object of faith for your initial born-again experience and there's only one object of faith for the rest of your existence on this journey in this world right now, and that's the cross of Christ. There is no, you're, listen, if that's not what your faith is in, then that's not what you're being made conformable to. You are being made conformable unto what your faith is in. And anything other than faith in the death of Jesus, you're being made conformable like it. You're, be not conformed to this world, 
But we are if we're not trusting in the death of Jesus. And I'm not talking about saying that's what I believe and then stay dabbling in all these things, golden calves. You're, we're being conformed to the world because all these things are worldly gimmicks. Men have brought into the church under the anointing of Satan, the lie of Satan, to distract us from the only object of faith through which God Himself, by His Spirit, can make us conformable unto. Any other thing we're trusting in is a mixture, if it even is a mixture. We say the cross, but we trust in this. And Romans 14 shows us that that makes us weak in the faith. Weak in the faith. And we, need to, we, need to, we need to be hearing these things. We need to be teaching these things. I don't care if it's not the money maker. The message of the cross is not a money maker. I'm watching people now who've opted out of it because it's not what brings in the cash. I'm watching people now opt out of it because the, the way of the cross is not the most popular thing and, and there will be many days when you might feel like you're the only one on this journey. I want to tell you, you can't opt out of it. These are folks who, who, who've not counted the cost and therefore people are watching them now throw the towel in. Oh, they're still preaching. They're still things. They're still using the Word of God. But it's not in the context of Calvary. I'll be preaching a message this Sunday morning you don't want to miss. You don't want to miss it. It's, go, it's, it's going to be entitled, What Are We Reaching Back For? There are ministers today telling you to reach back for something. You don't want to miss that. A lot of people are going to get their feelings hurt. Might even lose a few people over it. But you, want, you don't want to miss Sunday's message because we're surrounded today by false ministers. And I'm tired of hearing that they just don't understand the message of the cross. I understand that they don't understand the message of the cross, but neither does Satan and neither does anyone who's in hell right now. But they didn't want to understand it. Now that's not up to, for me to decide who, who eventually will understand it or who just don't want nothing to do with it. That's not up to me to decide. What's up to me is that I just keep preaching it no matter who wants it or who don't want it, if the whole church shuts down because nobody wants to hear about the, the glorious slain Lamb of God anymore and how every, the, the blood of Jesus has to be applied to every word in the Bible and it's going to in my ministry. Listen, I, I don't care if I'm preaching here to the mirror on the wall just to myself. We're going to magnify the Lamb, glory to God. That slain, buried and resurrected Lamb and we're going to learn every jot and tittle through the blood of Jesus. I don't care who gets tired of hearing it. Your flesh don't want to hear it. But your flesh wants to serve God. But your flesh wants to serve God on its own selfish terms. And that's the part right there Satan lays hold on. He lays claim to. And you don't want to know the result of that. Those of you who are learning the way of the cross remember what he was able to do in your life. What he was able to steal. What he was able to destroy. Amen. You thought you were good church-going folk till you started listening to the message of the cross and then you, 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 you begin to uh, understand just how selfish we'd been all along. Even good church-going folks, we still selfish folk. Until we la start learning the power of the cross, uh, the only place where self is removed and put away and Satan can't lay hold on. He can't, he can't attach himself to he can't attach himself to the new man. He can throw darts at it, but, but we got a shield of faith. We're hidden because we're dead. We died with Christ. Hallelujah. You're my hiding place. You shall preserve me from trouble. Because it's obvious trouble, we're not exempt from trouble coming our way, but the Bible says He will preserve me from trouble from me becoming a part of the trouble. Mm, my response to it is 
I'm trusting in the one who's preserving me through this trouble. That's what happens in the hiding place. What happens outside the hiding place is people claiming to be Christians and probably are who are up and down like a roller coaster and every other week they want to throw the towel in this week but next week they're on the mountaintop. The only reason they're on the mountaintop is because everything seems to be good and they feel good but the next week they don't feel good and there's a a lack of this or a lack of that or somebody said something ugly to them and because they don't know about the hiding place, they're ready to throw the towel in. Just quit believing in God and trusting God. Up one day, down one day. I didn't get to sing. I don't know if all this is worth it. Is the lamb worth it? If the lamb, we say worthy is the lamb, that means the lamb is worth going on. The lamb is worthy, we say. That means he He's worth another step in this race today. Run this race. Stay hidden in that hiding place, my friend, because only there will we be preserved from trouble. Trouble's coming, but He'll preserve you, hallelujah, from trouble. Don't mean you won't go through trouble. It means He'll pervert, pre preserve you from trouble. Watch this. That means He'll keep you. In the midst of it, watch this. You shall compass me, surround me about with songs of deliverance. Do you understand that if you're not singing the songs you sing from the hiding place, you're just going through the motions. I'm not being ugly. I'm being real. That's why every Christian that finally God brings them to a place where they realize this stuff I've been trusting in, I, this is silliness. This is foolishness. I got to get back to the one thing God gave me to trust in and He proved to me it works because as soon as I believed upon it, He immersed me into the body of Christ. The wrath of God was removed. I became a new creation in Christ. He gave us that. Hallelujah. So we could see it and always remember what he did at Calvary so we could trust in that. And if you're singing songs from the hiding place, that's where that testimony comes from. I feel like I'm born again all over again. Somebody ought to write a song about that. If you've heard one, send it to me. I'd love to hear it. I'd like to sing it this morning. You know the song they're singing in heaven is praise be to the Lamb that was slain. Hallelujah. That one that uh, saved all tribes and nations and tongues and worthy is the Lamb. There's a, a song in heaven being sang and it's about the Lamb. It's not about the church. It's not about Israel. It's about the Lamb that was slain. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You should, let, me, let me say that one more time. That's a powerful statement. If, if we're singing songs outside of a hiding place, we just singing. We just singing. You can be up there leading praise and worship somewhere and you can just be singing or you can be singing from the hiding place. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's why That's why uh, all those years we sang those songs and, and, and we sang the old hymns and man, we didn't really understand what we were saying until we realized how to get back in that hiding place in our conditional experience here and to remain hidden, hallelujah, through faith in that death of Christ with Him in God. Oh, when you came back to Calvary, you started singing them songs and oh, they were really now songs of deliverance to you. Isn't that, isn't that wonderful and powerful? Hallelujah. Watch this now. Another scripture this morning if you don't mind. Psalms chapter 4. Write it down. Psalms chapter 4 verses 5 through 8. Offer the sacrifices of righteousness. See, when we offer anything to God as a sacrifice of praise, a sacrifice of giving, this, everything we do in faith, through faith in Christ and Him crucified an identifiable, an identifiable faith in Christ and His atoning death. Not lip service, not just a casual thought. I believe with my heart that Jesus died for me at Calvary's cross and today I reckon myself to be dead indeed to that sin nature, that old man that ruled me. And now 
as a new creature in Christ. Uh, that new man, I live. He was created in righteousness. Talking about the new creation, the new man was created in righteousness, Ephesians 4, 24. And now I can offer the sacrifices of righteousness and as I put my trust in in the Lord, in that hiding place. I can't offer anything as a sacrifice to God unless it's through faith in the sacrifice of Christ. And I'm talking about it's got to be an identifiable, conscious faith. It can't, yeah, well, you know that's what I believe. You know I got born again back in 1942. You know, that's all I've ever believed. No, you're saying you, you, you believe that's what saved you, but my friend, is that what you're hearing from your pulpit? Is that what you're trusting in when you put your eyes in the Word of God to feast on the Lamb? Hallelujah. The only thing to feast on in the Word is the Lamb. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Watch this now. Offer the sacrifices of righteousness. Can't be offered except from the place of righteousness where it was declared, where it was offered, oh, where it's experienced with fruit flowing through our hearts uh, of believing in Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And I'm staying planted there in the likeness of His death. Now I can offer the sacrifices of righteousness because I'm in that sacrificial place, hallelujah, of being united with with him in death. Glory to God. And I'm hidden in that uh, to the world and the world unto me. Uh, Galatians 6, 14. Any that say who will show us any good, Lord, lift up the light of your countenance upon us. See, this, these, these folks, they hadn't quite learned yet to how to stay hidden in the hiding place. They, they, they think it's in some church building or out, out in their barn. I got a hiding place out there. No, you got a barn or a closet in a house. The hiding place is in the death of Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm so encouraged that you're hearing this today, whoever you might be. Just drop a line in the comments there. Let me know who you are. I'll never know you're watching and unless you comment or send me an email at curtishutchinson at att.net. Nobody knows. A lot of you probably don't want nobody to know you're watching because you're still tied up with those who really reject in this way or, <clears throat> or you hadn't quite reached a place where you're willing to just dive all in and find you a cross preaching church and get out of that mess you're in where you're not, you're just being lured into situations by good meaning people but if they don't know it they, they can't give it uh, you understand you don't just stay there because you love them or because it's your mama and your grandmama's local church you got to get up uh, like Abraham did and get out like Abraham did to read to start walking in the promises like like Abraham did, who is the father of our faith. You, it's going to be painful, but, but that's a part of the cross. That's a part of the walk of righteousness is allowing God to be the God who gives and the God who takes away. For everything He gives is a great experience, but He never gives anything unless you allow Him to take away some things. And some things He takes away without us being agreeable to it. He takes away some things. But we need to learn to walk in the place where we're gaining Christ and losing whatever it was. Because you can't gain anything with the Lord unless you lose whatever it was that was hindering that gain. Boy, we need to talk about that a lot, don't we? We can't, we can't mature and grow and gain Christ unless something is removed that was hindering that growth, that gain, that maturity in Christ Jesus. Think about that. We need to talk about that sometime. <clears throat> he says, there be many that say, who will show us any good? Lord, lift up the light of your countenance upon us. Hallelujah. And you can't see God from anywhere as good as you can from the hiding place. You look to Calvary You'll see what God stamped is good, perfect, finished, done deal for all eternity. Even what He said was finished and done before the foundation of the world. 
And God stamped his approval on who his son was and what his son accomplished, perfected and finished at Calvary. And as long as that's where our faith remains on this day, not with lip service, but our hearts are trusting in that he died for me and I died with him, we're going to have the experience of the hiding place. We'll be singing songs now and they'll have meaning to them in our hearts. Uh, sacrifices of righteousness, meaning the fruit of that hiding place in Christ offered to God. It's the, it's the sacrifices of righteousness because it's going to cost you. So Listen, salvation is free but it'll cost you everything. Jesus paid for it completely. You, <clears throat> you can't pay for one bit of it, but it'll cost you. Jesus said, sometimes family members in your own house. He said, I didn't come to send forth peace, but a sword. And your enemies will be in your own house. Sometimes your daddy, your mama, your son, your daughter... It'll cost you to remain hidden in that hiding place. Don't come out because your kids don't believe it. Don't come out because your preacher won't... You get out of that place. I'm telling you, you got to get out of there. Don't come out of that hiding place because your son or your daughter comes home and says they don't believe like you believe. You stay hidden in that place. You make them watch you hiding in Christ Jesus. You make them watch you hiding in Christ Jesus. Let me say that a third time. When folk don't agree with the message of the cross, you make them watch you from the hiding place. Don't you come out of that hiding place just because they won't come into that hiding place because if you do the devil will slap you upside the head with the same amount of stupidity he's already slapping them with because they refuse to make the way of the cross everything to them. There is no other way of righteousness, my friend, other than the way of the cross and remaining in that hiding place with Christ in God. I'm going to stay here for a second. This is good. I didn't know the Lord was going to say this today. Don't you come out of that hiding place because people that once preached this message of the cross start milking it down and going back and getting into a mixture with other things. Now listen, they already being thumped upside the head by the devil and that old sin nature. Don't you come out of that hiding place. Don't you come out of that hiding place. You'll get, you'll get thumped upside the head by that same thump of stupidity and ignorance that they're walking back into. Don't you come out of that hiding place because your wife won't come into it with you. You keep praying for her from that hiding place. You don't come out of that hiding place, my friend, because your co-workers don't want to hear about the message of the cross. You don't come out of that hiding place. Don't be lured out of that hiding place. You remain through faith in the death of Jesus Christ, hidden with Christ in God. Hallelujah. Watch this now. You have verse 7 in, in Psalms chapter 4. You put gladness in my heart. See, there is no gladness in the heart. Oh, there's a lot of make-believe and, and wish there was and, and trying, to, trying to get it through something. But God has to put that gladness in our heart and He does it. Go back to verse 6 or verse 5. Offer the sacrifices of righteousness. The Bible says the Lord gives us the oil of gladness when we love righteousness. Mm. See, you can't learn to love righteousness outside that hiding place in Christ Jesus through faith in His death. That's the door that puts you in the hiding place. When you learn to love that hiding place in Christ Jesus, which is really His righteousness because that's what's hidden from the world. They work it. That's what's hidden from most of the church as far as their condition goes. They're, they're working for the fruits of righteousness. But my friend, it's the work of the Holy Spirit that has to take place in my life for the fruit of righteousness. And He only works 
as I believe the truth. Proverbs 12 and 17, I hope you're taking notes, says, He that declares truth shows forth righteousness. Did you get that? Let's write that down today. Let's write that down today. Going to be good for your Sunday school class, sir. I know you're watching, taking notes, and it's good. You share this with your Sunday school class. Proverbs 12 and 17. He that declares truth shows forth righteousness. But get this. Write this down also. Romans chapter 1, verse 16 and 17. The righteousness of God is revealed in the gospel. So if it's not the truth of the gospel, it's the word being perverted. If it's not the truth that leads to the gospel, liberty of the gospel, if it's not the truth that shows us righteousness only revealed in the gospel, I hope you wrote that down. I hope you'll let the Holy Spirit guide you in that. Then we're going to be in big trouble. And only as we learn to love righteousness can we hate evil. And it's probably, those things are equated. I believe we can't, that our level of love for righteousness is probably going to be equal to our hatred for sin. Unless my hatred for sin, and I'm not talking about what's going on in the liberality of this nation, I'm talking about the sin that's still trying to dabble around in our hearts. I'm not talking about looking at we yeah, we hate sin wherever we see it, but sometimes we have a problem with hating sin in our own lives. And if that's the case, then we're gonna have the same amount of problem loving righteousness. Mm. But the more we see what Christ did at Calvary for us by love, <laughs> because of love, and we learn to look there more often. Let's get that right. We learn to look there and nowhere else. As we open our Bibles, we will learn to love that which He afforded us. It's like the, it's like the little girl that told her mama, Mama, you sure are ugly. How come you, you're not as pretty as your sister ain't Mary? And, and the mama looked at the little girl and said, Well, honey, come over here and sit down and let me tell you how why I'm not as pretty as Aunt Mary. And she, she told her daughter, she said, one day I was out, out at the edge of the property and I turned and I noticed there was a fire in the house. And I remembered you were in the house taking a nap. You were asleep. And I ran as fast as I could back to the house and I saw it was engulfed in flames and I, 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 I knew I had to go in and save you and if, if you could be saved and I found you just in time and got you out but my, my face was burnt and that's what put these scars on my face and the little girl looked at her mother and said, Mama, you're the prettiest and most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life. See, the perspective of what you can look at when you see Jesus and the cost, the price it costed Him to make us His, the suffering He went through that allows us now to look upon the cross and see it more than someone we thought was a curse, someone, oh, that's gross, that's ugly. I, we see that now as the beauty of our holiness. That little girl, her, her language, her perspective of her mother, her, the look she had in her eye now, the, 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 the view of her mother became totally different and their language was totally different after that day between each other. She would never tell her mother again, you're, you're ugly, but that she was beautiful. And when we see the cross properly, we see the beauty of what God did to offer us all things. It was gory. It was horrible. It was, it was torment like our minds can't fathom. But it is, the more we look at that and see what really happened there, the, the more we will be conformed into the very image of that, seeing more of its beauty and wondrous goodness in the eyes of God of the price He paid to make us His. 
to only be able to magnify Him and bear His fruit, the fruit of what He did to save us, that put the eternal scars on His body. That wondrous hiding place called the cross of Christ. It is the hiding place, my friends. It's the place Satan can't enter into. You have to go out of the hiding place to play with him. It's the place the world can't have you. You've been cut off from the world and the world from you. Think about it. Think about it. Oh, think about it. This is the importance of the message of the cross. This is the importance as we learn so many benefits and wondrous beauties of the cross of Christ. This is why the attention, not occasionally, I've said for 16 and a half years there can be 10,000 sermons, but the message inside every sermon, if it's to have power, power of the Holy Spirit, has to be the message of the cross, has to point to the Lamb that was slain, There's no topic in the Bible that has power unless it's attached and and, and we allow it to be the blood of Jesus to concern every word, be concerning every word written. Every word that's not dipped in the blood is a word that cannot bring us the experience of liberty and victory and experience and allow us to enjoy the benefit of that hiding place in Christ Jesus. What a joy it's been to share this great session with you today. Be sure and join us every Friday at 9 a.m. Central Time for Cross Time with Pastor Curtis. Please share these messages for the wandering church today in the wilderness to find the glorious truth of Christ and Him crucified the focus of the Lamb. Please share these broadcasts on whatever avenue that you have to share them. Leave us a comment. Any questions you may have, we'll be glad to answer it. Any prayer requests that you have, we will pray for you. If you want to be a part, a partner with us, sharing this great truth all over the world, through every open door God gives us, and you want to so financially, you can do that at thecrosswaychurch.com or you can simply on your smartphone text the word GIVE to the number 903-231-5950. God bless you. I love you and I pray that the Lord finds you hungry and thirsty for His righteousness today. I'll see you Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Central Time right here at Crossway Church. God bless you. I love you. Until next time, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. I'll see you then. God bless you.